delighted to have you in the podcast where all stories are welcome and the masks come off. Hi Sapna. Hi Shiva. It's so, so good nice. to see you. So good, so good to be on your show. Very Thank excited. you so much. I'm so delighted to welcome you to Soul Brews with Shiva on Coffee and Soul. And I'm so happy you made the time to, to have this conversation with me, Sapi. Likewise, really happy to be here. Lovely, Sapna. Um, have you got your cup of coffee with you? I do, a nice frothy cup of cappuccino. <laughs> oh, lovely. And I have my black coffee and just pour myself a cup. I love the sound of this. I know, and the smell, and the first sip, and all of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Lovely to have you here on the mm, show. Lovely to be here. Yummy. It's <laughs> a great. Mm. Oh, lovely. Sabi, can I uh, yeah. ask you to just hold this cup of yeah. coffee in your hands? And if you can just nestle it in your palms. And sit back, and if you can just close your eyes. Tell me if there's anything that... As you breathe into it, comes up to you. Any visual, anything you see. So Shiva, now you're actually entering the realm of yoga. Yeah. This is something that I've been doing for a very, very long time. Just like you, we have a little short uh, power nap to yeah. rejuvenate. Yeah. So similarly, this is like a little short meditation capsule right. where you kind of pull back right. and you uh, get rejuvenated. Right. So uh, what uh, usually if a person kind of just closes their eyes, the visuals and the thoughts that would come in mind would be, you know, things that have been happening in the re- recent past. Right. So uh, maybe in the last day or two. So those kind of images will crowd your mind. But because I've trained myself for so long, what I do is when I close my eyes, then I practice meditating on shunya. That is nothingness. Mm-hmm. So immediately everything kind of goes blank. Is and if there's a lot of light, mean? there's a lot of light, then I kind of close my eyes or I wear an eye shade. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and it's so peaceful, so restful, and you're kind of immediately cut off from all stimulation. Mm. Uh, but it's very difficult to maintain that state of shunya for a uh, long, right? Mm. So then I have to, you have to have something to fix your uh, attention on. Yeah. And I play around with different images. Usually it's the image of a flame of light. Okay. So Shiva, I'll hold that image here in front of my forehead. And then I'll gaze at it steadily, intently, but softly, you know, no frowning, no tension. And I try and see it more and more distinctly, more and more clearly, and hold that for a while and then draw that image uh, closer right here to the point between the eyebrows, keep it there for a bit and then suck it deep inside. Mm. So we're reaching the third eye, the the Agya Chakra, Mm. and then keep uh, focusing on that for a while. Mm and hold it as long as one wants to and then when you uh, draw out it's such an amazing feeling it's like you know you're returning from some far away place mm-hmm. so I, i'm sorry i was just talking no it's to... good you were talking because yeah. that's what it's about and 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 did you see that right now or what came up for you right now or was it, was it yeah i saw that right feeling? now yeah i saw that right now but i got into my teaching mode so i was talking more yeah. So I just saw a glimpse and I had to be quiet, not to do it properly. Yeah, yeah. well, that's but, fine, Sapi. It's, it's, yeah. it's very difficult when you have been doing it for so long to not get into a space of talking about the way that you do it and to teach it out because it's, it's natural to you, right? Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's, that's the whole idea. Um, this light and the shunya, you've, you've spoken with me a little bit, Sapna. What does Speak it about mean? it a little bit. Yeah, what does it mean to you? What does it, what does it do for you? 
परमात्मा So it's a fabulous image to gaze at. Though it can be anything for you, mm. anything that you find uplifting. Mm. So I find this uh, really uh, very inspiring and very wonderful. And then you you draw in, and whenever you're very quiet, mm. and whenever you are in that peaceful state, mm. so many truths just come to you. It's like uh, rebalancing yourself, Shiva, isn't mm. it? You can balance yourself by putting yourself in an asan, mm. and you reach a state of balance. Mm. So during the course of the day, so many things happen to each of us, which mm. throws out us out of balance. Mm. Somebody might say something, things didn't go well. Mm. You have a little fight with somebody, mm. or you're not being able to work. Uh, uh on schedule mm. and you keep uh, losing that balance and it all manifests in the physical body also isn't it right and then you can bring yourself you need to keep bringing yourself back to that state of equanimity mm. and you do that through physical postures you do that through drills and practices like we did just now because you get everything kind of centers itself and all those unnecessary things kind of just wash off and you just feel cleansed and rejuvenated and then you realize you know when you are uh, come out of that space you realize oh my god the things that i was worrying about are so trivial actually absolutely so they kind of really become small and yeah. what starts happening as you said rebalancing yeah uh, it just this leads me to the next ne- next question which is yoga is so much a part of your life in fact that's what we start with and and probably begin with and end with because it's 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 who you are it's what what has this journey been like in your life's journey you know uh, how do you of course it this is what you do but what what got you there what got me into yoga uh, into yoga yes how was how was how was the journey what 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 has it been like for you all these years and then getting into yoga what drove you what what have been some of the things that you have learned and experienced in your life so um, uh, shiva has probably always uh, drawn towards things that are um, either physical nature in nature or creative mm. Mm. so like in school it would be things like sports mm. uh, art dance mm. biology a lot, a lot of the kind of stuff right the body a lot to do with uh, the body a lot to do with the body, body. Yeah, yeah which is why surprisingly you know i was a naughty student i never used to study but i was very good at biology Right. and uh, creative writing and those are the things surprisingly i'm still kind of playing around with even now right uh so you uh, you know i dabbled a little bit here and there like after college uh there was a very exciting period of my life when i had a tryst with modeling yeah and i did a lot of fashion modeling uh, advertisements for tv and a few ramp live modeling shows which were a lot of fun and i was get, kind of getting sucked in that direction and i don't know why i was getting a lot of offers also but i slipped off that bandwagon and i meandered into other stuff got married mm. and then you know just uh, to a nice handsome sailor went sailing off with him all over the world <laughs> for a few years had a lot of fun yeah. and having two children the most uh, magical moments uh, of my life and then after the kids were born i said hey time to get into something seriously and then i was kind of thinking in many directions it could have been fashion designing mm. it could have been interior designing it could have been dance it could have been yoga and uh, yoga was actually at the nascent stages in india at that time yeah. 
Yeah. It was just there was a resurgence of yoga happening here, and it was blooming and flourishing in the U.S. Yeah. and and other parts of the world. So my younger sister, Gait, uh, Madhu, your friend, hmm. she had got into yoga, and she suggested, "I think this is going to be just up your alley." Hmm. So I delved in it a little bit and found out, and I said, "Yeah, it seems extremely appealing." So I got into it for the physical initially, like a lot of people do, hmm. and then when you start, you realize it's so much more, yeah. so much, so much. and then it's been a long journey so i i i didn't begin very early i was 33 after both the kids were born when i started mm. yoga and uh, now i'm 58 and 3/4 wow. it's been uh, like about 26 years wow. 26. that's a long time to yeah. have been doing that i said i started late but then when i began then i was doing it continuously and uh, seriously and then starting my own uh, studio was yeah. a very big landmark point in my life and then running that studio for the next 16 years 16 17 odd years and it's recently that i have stopped doing classes in the studio because uh, i i will start workshops again after the pandemic and i'm currently involved in uh, writing yoga books and that is also proving to be very fulfilling that is amazing what a journey you know you said you went deeper into the yoga into yoga started with the physical and then went deeper are there any uh, moments you remember the the starkly stand out to say yeah this is when i kind of dropped into another space so something opened up for me. Or, or has it been has it been exponential or incremental how has it grown for you so certain things were very uh, dramatic but probably otherwise incremental mm. because as you practice at the physical level you keep you know playing around with your body fine tuning your own physical body and understanding so much more at the uh, you know emotional and the mental level when you're uh, experimenting and going deeper into meditation then so many things happen mm. yes i've been fortunate enough to really experience meditation in a fantastic sense and uh, experience you know the rise of energy and all of that which seems so otherworldly but it does happen because actually spirituality is so unexplored but when people do it in a disciplined way then amazing things start happening and then you uh, yeah then you get more and more hooked on to it and you Uh, you kind of uh, live this earthly life with that connection with your uh, spiritual self mm, mm. and all of us are fundamentally this fundamentally the same and you just need to be guided a little bit and uh, when that happens it's really really uh, fantastic because because everything has that spiritual bent there mm. isn't it because like the ultimate aim of meditation is what it is to maintain that state of unbelievable quivering excitement about everything anything and everything mm -hmm. so usually we've all experienced that yeah. and it usually happens with some very joyous event when you say you get when you achieve something mm -hmm. or when something very wonderful happens in your life say you have a kid or you get a promotion or something like that so you feel so euphoric at that moment right yeah yeah so the idea in meditation is to maintain that state without any outside stimulation yeah, yeah. and as you practice more and more one can do it so little little things just make you so delighted anything little you know preparing for something laying the table seeing a artwork mm. it will just send you into raptures of ecstasy mm. and just be just being high on life yes. you know feeling yeah. like you're uh, on drugs or something like that <laughs> and they say that about meditation that it's like the most powerful drug you get addicted yeah. to it yeah so yes both incremental mm -hmm. and also moments of wow wow oh my god you know is there, is there something from that you could share is there something that really stood out for you and there, there must have been too many exactly too many too many things that stand out at the physical level 
the body becoming stronger and stronger. So as yeah. you grow older, you are actually at a better place. You are stronger than you were before, and fine tuning the body and being able to fix ailments without going the allopathic way, without uh, medicine. Mm-hmm. So like, so like currently, uh, so I suffer from uh, hypothyroidism mm-hmm. and uh, uh, not, not not a very high level. So instead of, you know, I've, all the doctors told me just pop in this pill and you'll be fine and this and that. So I said, no, let me do it yogically. So through uh, my yoga, I've got it under control and keeping it under control. And then for many other people, like once there was a, a Japanese girl who came to my class and she said, I've been trying to conceive for a very long time. And it's just not happening. And somebody told me, give yoga a try. Mm. So uh, this is my, I'm just going to try it for a couple of months. Mm. And uh, she did it for a month, month and a half with me and she conceived. So, you know, you see crazy wow. things. Yeah. Wow. Because so you're overhauling the body completely. You're twisting, turning, stretching every which way, inverting. So some blockage, something somewhere got fixed. And That's so, you know, awesome. most, yeah, yeah. yeah. You continuously keep seeing. Yeah. And it, this must be such phenomenal feedback for you, right? To keep Absolutely. going at it. That, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing. Uh, there's something very interesting you said, uh, Sapna, when you said that spirituality is very unexplored and it needs to be done with some discipline. And, and there are a whole lot of people who explore or, work, or say they are doing work with spirituality or working on themselves or not. But what you've just pointed out is something very different and it's an interesting take. Tell me more about that. Okay. Actually, there's a resurgence of spirituality these days. Mm. Mm. You know, earlier, so many things in yoga were very closely held secrets by the ancient yogis Mm. and that kind of information was not easily disseminated. But now people want to know. Everybody wants to know everything. And there's such a curiosity, which is fantastic. Mm. You know, people want to kind of uh, advance in their Mm. spiritual uh, realm, in their spiritual life. So there really is, and uh, what, what we need to do is, and, and you're right, it's very difficult to be disciplined. Even people in yoga and on the spiritual path and who are practicing this, teaching this, kind of keep falling off the bandwagon, isn't it? You know, like uh, even if you've experienced amazing things in meditation, do we really sit and meditate properly every day? No, we don't. Mm-hmm. All of us are so indisciplined. So we really need all kinds of structures to keep us on track, Traditionally, you know, it's said a rough rule of thumb is that we should be meditating. Uh, that the time that we spend in meditation should be equivalent to our age. So if I'm almost 59, I should be meditating for 59 minutes or one hour every day. Right. If you're an eight-year-old child, you should be meditating for eight minutes every day. Oh, I didn't know. That is fabulous. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's yeah. fabulous. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, so think how uh, can one do this? Schools can introduce it. Mm-hmm. They, you know, earlier there used to be a class, a moral science class yes, yes. in our days. Yes. So teachers used to just tell wonderful stories with a, a good moral message. So something like that should be introduced at the school level where mm. you are formally sitting and meditating. Mm. Mm. And, 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 you know, kind of uh, habit forming is difficult. Mm. So you have to ingrain it mm. at, uh, at that level. And, and then, you know, uh, uh, yoga, the way it's taught is mostly as a physical exercise right right but uh, but but a class should be very very wholesome and mm. you need to teach yoga in its entirety which mm. means along with the postures there should be all that breath work mm. so that people understand how to use the breath mm. while they go about their daily work mm. there should be dhyan which mm. is meditation contemplation you know just pull out topics and think about them mm. and mm. brainstorm about them while class is happening mm. there should be drishti you should be taught 
how mm. to fix your gaze mm. at external points sometimes at internal areas mm. it should be you should be taught more on silence you know the power and the value of silence mm. uh, mudras are mm. such powerful techniques while doing your asanas you should be doing mudras so mudras are uh, work at physio- uh, and bringing about physiological changes as well and mm. at the emotional and the mental level also it's uh, extremely beneficial so all of these should be taught in a wholesome way mm. in uh, yeah when we teach yoga uh, yeah and more power to you uh, sapna as you go on this because i'm you've taught so many people already and now and you want to continue to and you are going to continue to hold workshops and i'm definitely signing up the next one you have but <laughs> but uh, and writing if i huh? sorry i didn't get that no no i said writing now yeah yeah and writing now and writing on yoga so uh, is, is are these going to be books and are you going to be publishing soon sapna is that how you're looking yeah at? books so i don't want to do you know any gisapita thing and there's so much wonderful stuff on yoga already so don't want to repeat yeah. that so yeah. just cute little, little little topics and uh, like yoga for dummies sign up for uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you know, they take take ailments, take particular common ailments, and then kind of go a little deep in that, explain mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And it's very funny actually. I was sitting to write some yoga books which have been on my mind, and I don't know from where the idea came. And I began writing children's stories in poetry form, each with a little yogic message. Mm-hmm. So that's happening now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. That that sounds that sounds wonderful. Okay. Sapna and yoga. I took. I take aside yoga. Who is Sapna? I put that aside. Who is Sapna? Just a little old girl. Yeah. So you, yoga is such a strong part of who you are. It's okay. Yeah. It's your identity. Now, if I was to put that aside and ask yeah. you, apart, aside, this aside, what else defines you? Who? How would you? How would you describe yourself? A little old girl. This is beautiful. Okay, so I guess the things that uh, really spur me on, or that excite me, or that inspire me, would be uh, uh, two things: creative things. Dance is a very big part of that, and uh, animal uh, care yeah. for animals. Yes, and that's that's Now, a very I, strong. Go ahead. Yeah, that stems from feeling empathetic towards any creature who is vulnerable. Mm. So probably that would include children mm. and animals, because they can't fend for themselves. you know they are vulnerable and your heart just bleeds for them and um, you know i mean and animals are like little angels from heaven yeah uh, because they have such good virtues yeah they have no cunning that human beings have and so it really is our responsibility to look out for them but what do we do we just abuse them in every way possible and it's heartbreaking yeah and so that's, that's- that's a big part no that's a big part of what it's so beautiful to hear that sapna and that's very powerful because what what emerges from what you're saying is your is your deep caring for vulnerable vulnerable beings where be it children be it animals be it. and and you do you've been doing a lot of stuff around that as well haven't you or is that you know, looking after no i want to i want to but i see time is limited Yeah, and I keep thinking, should I just chuck up everything and do that in a big way, like open an animal shelter and just take in all animals, and then uh, it will come to cut into my yoga. Mm-hmm. So I am kind of uh, supporting a few animal uh, groups uh, the best I can. I've adopted a street dog who I found at my gate, mm-hmm. and he was full of maggots and all, and I took him in, 
and then I'm feeding some strays on the streets. So I'm doing my little, little bit and um, I, I want to do more. I want to yeah. definitely do more yeah. because, uh, because, you know, it's uh, not long when the day comes when we're all lying on our deathbed and we're thinking back. So on that day, I think we should have least regrets and we should. Yeah. yeah. And if you didn't do it, did, would you have some regrets? Yeah. Too many. I think the day I die, I'll say, oh, I'm shit. Why didn't I? I think about it all the time, but I'm not doing it because uh, because I'm so just tied up doing yoga stuff. Yeah, and, and and yoga stuff excites you still as much as it used to. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and at the same time, there's this drive to do something for. It's very interesting how how we hold these these contradictions and continue right, and and not just and 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 I think passion somewhere takes over right, and and perhaps the space for this will emerge because as you said, if it's that important, as you that on your, on your deathbed, if this is going to be a regret, <laughs> that somewhere, somewhere it will, uh, it will Come be. Up, yeah. And I, I guess that- Look, Actually, one can do it in many ways. There's so yeah. many fantastic people who yeah. devoted their life to this. Yeah. So you can support them in terms of you don't have the time. You can uh, financially support them as much as you can. Yeah. There are many ways to, uh, to do, do this. it. And I will do it more and more, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Great. Okay. So good to hear that. What are the, some of the gifts that you received in your life that have shaped you, Sapna, to be who you are? Who, who would you, where would you land the credit on? Who would you land the credit on? Or, or life as such? See, uh, having a very warm, happy childhood, because sometimes one has all kinds of uh, baggage that one is carrying from one's uh, younger days. So none of that. So thank being thankful to my parents for giving me a wonderful, happy childhood. My uh, my elder sister, who uh, has been like you, you would call her the matriarchal, respected head of the family. She's looked out for all of us, for the whole family, and uh, extremely brilliant and successful girl. So she's made uh, she's made us all uh, very secure and comfortable. So definitely very life impacting, completely life impacting. A very happy married life, wonderful children. I think everything has been very warm and nurturing and has allowed me to move in the direction that I wanted to and express my express my creativity, express my desires without any kind of blockages. Yeah, Sabi, I've experienced you as, as, as a force. And I don't think anybody, if you've set your mind to doing something, I don't think anybody could would be able to st stop you because there is so much energy in getting to achieve whatever it is that you set out to achieve. And it is done so joyously and almost like uh, uh, with the, the energy of a young girl, if you know what I mean. And that is so palpable and so beautiful. So I don't yeah. think that if there is, um, that even if this, uh, I don't think anything can come in your way if you set your mind to it. It's my sense. I don't know how you feel about that. True. Yeah. yeah. Or anyone. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, you set your mind at it, and and also uh, Shiva doing the thing that uh, doing the stuff that you want to do, because uh, too often what happens is people are kind of stuck in a job or in a profession where they don't really want to be, or it's not kind of it doesn't sink in with your talents and your abilities. Mm. It just happens that you're in a particular line, and then you carry on that way. Mm. So many times we've heard people saying that, oh, when I retire, I'm going to do this, I'm going mm. to do that, because I guess there are bills to be paid, there's a family to support, and. Uh, so I think everybody should kind of quickly move in the direction where they are supposed to be, which uh, uh, kind of goes with their abilities. And so, you know, when you're happy doing what you're doing, 
Mm. Then you completely uh, excel in that. You grow yes. in that. You're happy every day of your life is happy. See, look at you. You're doing something that you like doing. You're loving it. It's coming from inside, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So you're on a track where you are fulfilling yourself completely. Mm. And when you are doing that, then you're going to give out so much more. So many people are going to benefit by that. So what was the question? I've gone off track. No, you haven't. Uh, oh. and, and this is what this conversation is about. It's about letting. Yeah. The flow and meander yeah. and so no not at all not at all yeah. you haven't gone off at all it is yeah. you were you were reflecting on the fact that anybody who wants to do something that they want to do and it gives them energy will go ahead and do it True. because it gives True. them energy <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um good energy drive yeah. <laughs> yeah so what would you before i come to your unique lens this is a question that i i'm very fond of asking but before that but people who are just starting out or, or on the journey, is there is there like a key message you'd like to give out to the younger ones who are trying to follow the trying to make sense of it all, maybe stuck between a rock and a hard place? Is there something that you would like? Yeah, to? completely on the same lines of what I was talking about just now. That follow your heart, do what you were meant to do, and if you kind of get into the wrong track, try and shift tracks and get back as soon as you can, and it's never too late. You know, you could be in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Any time is a good time. Who was this gentleman who started the Leela Kempinski uh, Hotels and Palaces? Yeah. Yeah. He started, started it when he was 65. He always wanted to start, it his, uh, start his chain of hotels. Mm. And he was 65 when he began it. He retired and then he said, I'm going to do this, uh, what I want to do. So uh, if, you're, if you're stuck somewhere, you know, take that bold step and uh, see where your inclination, where your interests and abilities and happiness and talent lies and just go in that direction. Uh, don't, don't be stuck in the wrong groove, just don't. Make that plunge, make that plunge is what I'd say. And you know, no work is silly or too small. You know, you may be interested in something which is not very mainstream and you may feel awkward, nothing. It could be anything, it could be juggling, it could be just anything at all. Yes. And uh, it's never too late. It's never too late. So I think counseling before you kind of, uh, when you finish your studies and you're about to start mm. Mm. moving through your work sphere, mm. uh, that, that, that should be really an important thing to do in, in schools. Yeah, that should be uh, looked at very deeply from, uh, by schools and parents and things yeah. like that. And also, and also not so much for youngsters, but for parents to look out and observe the talents of their kids and then give them every opportunity to explore that and bloom in that. So the role yeah. of the parent is very, very important, Sapna. Right? Yeah. And, and, and you have done such a, an amazing job. Of no, not at all. Not really. We just gave our children uh, enough avenues to explore. So, okay. Yes. So tell us, but what we, did you do? What did you do as a parent? What would I do? No, what did you do? You said you were talking about different avenues. No, or? no, just give them, just allow them to explore various fields and uh, very normal, regular, good education and exposure and all of that. But, but I didn't really pick on talents and, you know, push that, yeah. which one should do. So say, say in my turn also, I, uh, if I had entered yoga earlier, then uh, supposing I started it as a kid, then all that groundwork of, you know, training the body, which is hard work, bringing that flexibility into your body to do it as an adult is that much more difficult work. So if that was all done and over with, then uh, you could just, you know, keep that up and all and then explore more avenues. So, so kind of start early if you can. And if you, if you like doing that, then for, it's not a grind for the kid. 
That's right. If they, if they are happy in that area, it's not like you should push your kid, yekaro, tennis kilo, not mm. like that. But if, if you see that they are interested in something, then give them every opportunity to yeah. I guess yeah. what I'm hearing you say is just being aware of what their natural proclivity seems to be and aiding yeah. that process. Am I correct? Yeah, true, yeah. right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, because most of the times maybe we're not even seeing because we're so focused on what they should do and not yeah. seeing what they can or like doing. So yeah. I think that is, uh, yeah. yeah. Sapna, um, each one of us brings something unique that we offer as a gift to, and I believe to humankind, you know, to each one of us has a specific something to add to this to this beautiful universe of being. What is yours? What do you think you add? Which is special to you. And I know that you may not want to take the, the, the thing of being special, but I, I do not want to say it from that perspective. I really say that what makes you unique and what is that gift you bring? Uh, so I think my uh, little contribution would be whatever I add to the body of yogic knowledge. So that would be where my teaching and my workshops, where my books and my videos, which I have made and I will continue to make. So whatever little I can add to uh, the body of yoga, yoga knowledge would be my contribution, I guess. Wonderful. And, and, and I, with the kind of experience and the work that you've put into this, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of enriching stuff in what you, what you put out, not just in what you teach, but also in what you're going to be saying through your books and and uh, and uh, I look forward to uh, getting my hands on them and reading Lovely. whenever it comes out. What value do these kind of conversations have for you? A lot, actually. And I saw a few of your uh, episodes. See, Ashiba, again, this is something that you're doing from your heart. Yeah. It's, it's coming from your heart and that shows. It's very, very heartfelt. It's very warm. It's very natural. It's, it's such an easy, breezy conversation. So you're talking to all kinds of people, doctors, CEOs, and, and you're not talking about their work, you're just talking about their life and just general uh, stuff, which is, uh, which, is so, which is so different and it's just a lot of fun. It's very, very nice. It's very genuine. And because you're doing something uh, that you are good at and which, you, which, which comes from your heart, it uh, completely uh, resonates beautifully with everybody. And, and, you know, uh, you must be helping so many people without realizing because um, one picks out little bits of nuggets and little snips of information from every conversation. And we never, never realize how that kind of peters down and how uh, it can affect a person's life. Yeah, I, I thank you so much uh, Ratna, yeah. for that, uh, yeah. for saying all that, because yes, it's very dear to me and you're right. You know, you never know who you could, you could be in, impacting with this conversation right Absolutely. now, how much they need to hear it. Absolutely. Absolutely. There may be a parent sitting right now and thinking, yeah. oh my God, what am I doing? I've been so busy with my life. Actually, I should be nurturing. Exactly. Exactly. So little things like that in every conversation. And it always happens like that. Things kind of... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, is there anything else you'd like to say before we, anything about, yeah, to, to the people who will be listening? I could uh, tell people that whatever you're doing, make yoga a part of your life. Mm. So do it in, uh, give it as much time as you can, as little or as much, but uh, make your life yogic and uh, you're not going to regret it. It's going to really elevate every aspect of your life. So that would mean practically, what does that mean? That means do that little bit of exercise regularly. 
we need that. You need to have strong bones. You need to have a, a flexible musculature. Because see what happens, Shiva, with age is, if you don't do the stretching and all, your body becomes more and more tight. Yes. And then the whole skeletal structure is being held between tight muscles. Mm -hmm. And you lose your posture also, isn't it? With age, people will start yes. stupid. Yes. Yes. Stretch and all, you can keep yourself youthful always. We've heard it said that you are as young as your spine. Yes, yes. That one I've read, yes. Backward bends, forward bends, lateral twists, inverse. All of that is required to keep yourself youthful. So do that little bit of physical exercise understand the magic of pranayam do your breathing regularly and learn how to use it effectively so then when you know that then you know that oh my god when i'm kind of getting a little edgy or getting a little anxious what kind of breathing can i do to bring myself back to a state of calmness in the night when i can't sleep what kind of pranayam and breathing can i do to put myself to sleep and what kind of breathing is good to keep strengthening my lungs and my immune system so, you know, make it a part of your life. It doesn't mean you have to sit and formally do it. Understand it actually and incorporate it into your everyday living. Meditation. How important is meditation? Like when we sleep, we are rejuvenated. When we meditate, we are rejuvenated to an amazing extent. And, and kriyas. In yoga, there are so many kriyas mm. which are so fantastic. You know, mm. your uh, jalneti, your uh, kunjal kriya, your uh, so many of them. But just do the simpler ones. Do jalneti. Mm. which cleanses your internal passageways, your nasal mm. passageways so beautifully, gets rid of all the pollution that is collecting inside. So incorporate yoga into your everyday life is what I would say. Join a yoga class, read up about it, and, and, and you're only going to benefit. Fabulous. You know, thank you so much, uh, Sapna, for, for this. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed our, our soul brew. And all the, all the messaging that you're giving is also so important for us to take on board to understand that life actually gets enhanced by yeah. doing these things. And why should we not enhance our lives? Yeah. So, so thank you very much uh, for thanks, taking the time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, lovely. Wonderful, lovely. wonderful lovely. to lovely. have you here. Take care yeah. of yourself. Yeah, bye. Thank you for your time and attention and for being a part of Soul Brews with Shiva. Until next week, keep the coffee swirling. <laughs>